the, the best part probably about what we do we uh, our customers keep sharing images of uh, images or videos of the tasks that they have been able to achieve and they are really really firing the moment you see a video of a person going to a place where he or she had never gone before or there are users like who uh, so few of our users are actually half marathoners someone had a half marathon time of 2 hour 15 minutes and on our wheelchair it reduced to 1 hour 45 minutes combined with the training but then there was close to a 25% reduction in the time and then people achieve such uh, events then it, it really gives us a lot of excitement and each of those images that we get from our customers which they share happily i think that's uh, that's really a very nice feedback for everybody it's it's a gift big motivation for all of us all the work that we do Hello everyone, my name is Neil Patel. I am the host of the Indian Startup Show and that was my guest Swastik Dash. He is the CEO and co-founder of Neo Motion. This is a Chennai-based startup and they have developed a personalized wheelchair and a battery-powered clip-on device that converts the wheelchair into a, a road-worthy electric vehicle. Sounds amazing, that. Uh, so basically helping people with disabilities to live a more independent life. So in this episode, he talks about how the journey started back in 2015 by talking to 200 wheelchair users around the 40 locations in India. He talks about the initial stages of product development. Now you will learn how he makes decisions around feature requests. Uh, talks about how they balance creating impactful products, social change while making money at the same time. Uh, it talks about the five main metrics he checks uh, every morning. Uh, why It talks about why they don't go after fancy features. Gives us interesting thoughts on what wheelchairs will look like in a hundred years time. And finally, he talks about the huge impact he's making on people's lives. I wish you much more. So please enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello Swastik. Uh, thank you for coming on the Indian Startup Show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neil, for inviting me. Awesome stuff. Please tell the listeners what you're building. So, Neil, uh, what we are uh, building uh, are two products, NeoFly and NeoBolt, uh, which are comprehensive mobility solutions uh, for wheelchair users. Uh, the problem that we are uh, addressing uh, will goes as follows. So, uh, every year, close to 300,000 wheelchairs are sold in India, uh, but 95% of all wheelchairs that are sold in India are of the concept of one-size-fits-all. Uh, well, all of us are wearing shoes uh, but imagine if the shoes are of size 14 are they really useful when it comes to outdoor mobility wheelchair users use products like uh, modified scooters so they will take a two-wheeler and then attach two wheels on the sides uh, so that the balance is maintained but less than one percent of the wheelchair users can actually independently transfer onto them so how can we expect wheelchair users to go outside and that's why uh, we don't see them at, at uh, theaters or hall at, at, at an office or at a park so what we're trying to do is to solve these problems of a comprehensive indoor and outdoor mobility how did the journey start what, what in terms of product development and research I mean, we we stumbled upon this uh, uh, problem when uh, there was a, there, there was another product which was again in the field of assistive devices called standing wheelchair, uh, which we were developing in 2015. And during the course of field trials for that, we went and interacted with close to 200 wheelchair users across 40 locations in India, uh, both rural and urban. And when we were meeting them, interacting with them, we understood what are the kind of products that they are using, what are the the different challenges that they're facing and the socioeconomic environment where they're operating. And that is where during the course of these interactions, we found the problems that we are solving. Awesome stuff. So tell me about that journey then of talking to 200 plus wheelchair users. You know, what questions did you ask? Uh, what insights did you get? Yeah. Uh, were any standout moments? Any, any, any light bulb moments? 
when we were uh, meeting these users, when we were interacting with them, uh, what we observed primarily, well, most of them were using a wheelchair, which was primarily donated. And uh, the number of people who really understood that what a good wheelchair is like was very minimal. Uh, for example, if we have to go and buy a cell phone, we know what specifications we want. We'll say the screen size, the battery power. But uh, when it came to a wheelchair, hardly anybody knew what a wheelchair is like or should be like. The, uh, the entire conception that they had is like uh, any chair which has got four wheels wheelchair but which that's not really the case it goes much more than that and this understanding was lacking not only amongst the users but also amongst the medical professionals so maybe like a, a person had a road accident and a spine injury mm -hmm. they will go to a hospital they will be treated and finally they need to go and use a wheelchair and the prescription would just say just go buy a wheelchair whereas there are so much more details to it which can care well will ensure uh, that the person will actually have a good lifestyle so that understanding was completely missing amongst the users and because of that uh, even the, the the there was a lack of demand for a quality product they didn't even know what to ask for what to seek out for so you've asked 200 plus wheelchair users you've got all the data uh, what did you do next what we understood from this data are like it's basically if we had to summarize like we summarized our entire understanding into uh, people are confined into within four walls and they have poor health uh, their self-confidence is at a very very low state and their entire employment is kind of getting affected because they're unable to go out so these are the this is the summary that we had and we said okay fine so how do we address it uh, as a first step like inside your home unless you're able to take care of yourself unless you're able to go use the washroom cook for yourself wear your own clothes unless you're able to do these activities you can't anyway step out second yes you will be using a wheelchair you will be sitting on it for probably four hours to ten hours in a day uh, if you're going to sit on it for such a long duration unless it fits you well it will damage your health and if your health is again damaged you will again not be able to do anything so second thing is like you have to conserve your health like the, the duration that you sit on a wheelchair it should not do any damage and the third part is okay fine now you're able to take care of yourself your health we're able to ensure that it, it stays the same or it, it improves then how do you go out seamlessly independently how, without taking the help of anybody else how do you go out and move so that's the third insight that we generated and using these three we came up with the products so we address the first two problems of a good health and being able to take care of all the activities inside by having a custom wheelchair so we do 18 customizations on our product based on the measurement of the body so there are uh, around 10 features which we adjusted and based on the kind of use case that you would have for example a person would travel on an uneven terrain most of the times versus a person who travel on a very smooth terrain for most of the times the kind of tires that need to be selected for them are completely different if you're sitting on a desk for three four hours versus you're a very sporty and active person the kind of rests that armrests that you need for yourself are again very different so we understand their measurements we understand their lifestyle and we also understand that what is the ability that they have in their body like they'll, they'll everybody would have a different level of muscle control based on that they would need different kind of support 
or freedom in the product. So by combining all of these, we do these 18 customizations that ensure that there is a perfect fit between their measurements, the health and the lifestyle and the product that they're using. Awesome stuff. Uh, so let's fast forward to today then. How, how many have you sold and you know, can, you, can you share some stats? Yeah, so uh, as of now, uh, there are uh, close to 400 users in India. Uh, they are using uh, our wheelchair and uh, motorized unit and they are spread across 25 states. I mean, we, we started our uh, commercial sales in uh, early 2020 in the, and uh, in this while we have been able to uh, do this. Our numbers have been, uh, I mean, the, the queries, the interest have been gradually increasing. So uh, as of now, like we have another 100 more orders to be fulfilled. So uh, yeah, that's where things How are. How long did it take you to get your first sale then? And what was that like and who was it? <laughs> yeah, so our, uh, we did our pilot sale in uh, 2017 uh, when we, we had our proof of concept and then we said, okay, fine, the product, uh, people really like it, mm-hmm. but then can we really sell it? It's a price point working. So in, in 2017, we, we said, uh, can we get 100 orders? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we went to users, we, we, we gave them a test drive and we said, are you interested to buy? Why don't you pay us a token advance? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, after offering 30 test drives, 25 of them paid in advance. So that was like, yeah, fine. I mean, the product has a market. There are people uh, who, who would uh, take it from 2017 to 20 and uh, we, we did not go all the way to uh, getting 100 orders we, we stopped at the 25th order because uh, our conversion was good and uh, which basically gave us the validation that our understanding about who will be the user and the paying capacity of the user was uh, in sync uh, it, it was kind of validated uh, we spent the next one year building uh, the first 25 units setting up manufacturing has been our biggest challenge till now so in 2018 we uh, delivered the first 25 units which users used it for a year and there were a lot of uh, uh, real-time feedback on uh, of as people use it in a real world, a lot of inputs came to us and based on that, uh, iterations were done. And in 20, late 2019, early 2020, we started our uh, commercial sales and delivery. Yeah, you said you got a lot of feedback in terms of feature requests. I suppose you can't say yes to everything because <laughs> then you'd never actually go around uh, building things. You know, how, how do you make decisions around you know, feature requests? We basically, uh, what we do is we try to map it. We, we, groups, we group them and then we look at it. Uh, how many people are actually asking for this? And we categorize them into like an, an absolute essential. Certain things are uh, then will fall in the category of desirable. So we focused only on the absolute essential ones which are required either for a functionality or from a safety. Those are the ones which we prioritize. We didn't uh, go after uh, some desirable and fancy features because uh, who, who, which will not be the game changers. We focused on uh, what are those features if we don't have it right now, uh, our sale will uh, a sale will actually get affected or it will have an issue on the safety Uh, or after three years the person will not be willing to make the next purchase. So these are the metrics which we use to uh, prioritize and most of them fell in the category of safety and product reliability like certain things like for example uh, our brake levers are probably getting loose quickly and then it was like how do we uh, address them features like that. I'm interested to know what 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 went wrong in the early days? Obviously, you, didn't, you suddenly didn't wake up when you had like the perfect wheelchair. So yeah, we did. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the the first pilot sale that we did was after uh, three iterations of of product development. When we started, we first actually developed only the motorized add-on to the wheelchair, uh, which could which could fit to any existing wheelchair, and people can go seamlessly outdoors. Because we thought that that would be a good point to start. Because there are already people are using wheelchairs and. Uh, 
by having only an attachment to existing wheelchairs, the market would be actually large. Uh, in the pro and and we built that and we made a universal attachment and we fitted our motorized unit to existing wheelchairs. What we found that the existing wheelchairs were uh, did not have the strength to go on Indian roads at the speeds of 25 km kilometers per hour, which with which we had built the motorized attachment, and the existing wheelchairs started falling apart. And then so we again had to go back to the drawing board and build the wheelchair, uh, which was which was at a later part of our in, in our phasing phasing out plan. We had thought that we'll build the wheelchair later, but then we said no, uh, we have to build the wheelchair now because only then the motorized attachment and the wheelchair will combined have a strength that will ensure that it's it's safe to use. So that that was our second iterations. And when both of these in the first uh, as as a first concept, all that was there uh, in these two products was like a good wheelchair with a quick attachment mechanism which users can use. Mm -hmm. uh, when we started driving, we had to add suspensions. We had to increase the ruggedness of the structure like uh, our uh, the, the weight of the the motor driven unit increased from probably like 20 kgs to 35 kgs adding in a lot of structural members optimized because, so that they can drive well on the indian roads uh, we had to add all the features that are there in a road vehicle indicators horn buzzer rear view mirrors uh, because all of them are extremely important safety elements including a seat belt mm -hmm. so uh, they were added and uh, then there is a test called uh, iso 7176 mm -hmm. uh, which tests the durability of the product we, we put our entire product on the rig and uh, a bunch of components failed over there and then they had to be reiterated so so like over four design iterations we reached a stage where like yeah now the product functionally all the features are there all the elements that are there they have the desired durability and uh, it was tested the, these 25 pilot users who did the trials in august 2018 this tested for one year in that one year uh, we came across the issues which were only encountered in real life which we could not simulate in lab so these were the four iterations which we did to come up with the commercial sale in uh, early 2020. Yeah, you, you've got to have a loud horn on the Indian roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so you started this in 2015, 2016, and you sold the first wheelchair in 2020. Uh, that is a long time. Have you ever thought about giving up, or what What kept you motivated? No, there are there are very uh, uh, interesting milestones that happened in between. So uh, we did our pilot sale in uh, 2017. So uh, our first of 25 orders came in 2017. Our first 25 deliveries were made in 2018. And in the between 2018 to 2019, uh, 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 a good amount of time went in understanding of how, what these users are doing on a daily basis and parallelly setting up uh, the entire production. So almost every five, six months, we whatever milestone that we wanted to achieve, that was constantly coming in. So there was constant progress that way. Yeah, things took time. And uh, the biggest time-consuming factor would be like probably setting up our production facility, which at times was really frustrating uh, in the sense you would work with a vendor, spend three months, and then finally realize at the end of three months that all the work that we have done has not yielded in anything. And then you go back to square one and start. It's only probably at the time when we were setting up our uh, entire supply chain where we had moments of frustration because we spent three months and then there is no uh, result. Otherwise, uh, throughout the course, like we, whatever was the next milestone that lied ahead, we were able to achieve and that gave us the motivation that, yeah, I mean, we, we are achieving progress. Maybe at times it's slow, uh, but uh, yeah, we were able to go through it. And hardware that way, uh, I don't know, I, I've, I found it that it's, uh, it's uh, difficult. Uh, like our wheelchair has close to 200 components on 
on it the motorized wheelchair the motorized attachment also has got close to 200 components so 400 components across 80 to 90 vendors sourcing them testing them validating them all of them actually kept us quite occupied yeah. during the entire uh, five years yeah yeah so you so you've done prototype and experimenting you know spending time with customers yeah you know, product development basically yeah yeah what, what what advice would you give to our listeners about product development you know uh, yeah, so uh, I think the entire cycle that uh, we followed for uh, uh, followed like we followed pretty existing principles. It, it was always like uh, when we had our first uh, concept development, all that we built is what is that one feature if we have uh, this product becomes desirable, people would value it and they will buy for it. So uh, so when we had our first uh, concept, we went to users and we observed the kind of questions that they asked. The questions were like, what is the price? When will it be available? And it did follow with a lot of improvement features. But the first two questions really helped us understand that, yes, no, if somebody is asking about the price and when it will be available, there is a genuine interest. So that gave that was our first, uh, that was our first feedback that we had. So the, our next set of feedback was, okay, now that people want it, people want it, can we put a price tag on it and see uh, will people really pay in advance for it and then it is like okay what is the quantum of advance that they're paying uh, so these are the steps which really helped us uh, in uh, from an overall business cycle to ensure that okay the the, uh, the product market fit that we are talking about it is in place and throughout our four to five years every every time we have kept a very open mindset uh, to f feedback and changes. At times we make a plan, but after four or five months, we see that uh, the direction that we had chosen was right or audited coaching. So having that open mindset that, yes, we had started, but then times have changed. The decision that we had taken was not right. Uh, as long as we are consciously aware of it and we take that course correction, uh, that helps. The third thing that I would say is uh, uh, we, we took a bold decision that we would not raise any external investment uh, till we get 100 units because it gives us that uh, uh, it gives us that breathing space where we, we iterate and we get the product uh, fit right. And and it has also helped us develop a lot of lean methods in how we uh, utilize our resources, the kind of decisions that we take. All of them uh, were uh, helped uh, through that through that approach. So these are the three things which I would say. Talk about your co-founder then. Obviously, not doing this on your own. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the, the, the team, uh, uh, it's basically uh, four of us uh, are the uh, key team members over here. So it, it started with uh, myself and Professor Sujata Srinivasan, who is actually a professor at IIT, uh, with whom I had worked before and uh, with whom I was introduced into this field of uh, assistive technology. Uh, we two started and we were later joined by uh, one of my batchmates, Siddharth, uh, who uh, is my batchmate from IIT Chennai, and uh, Ashish, who is two years junior to me at IIT. All the the entire team which started, we all had worked together at some point of time in the past while we were at the school, and uh, that's how uh, we all felt we all uh, came together. The primary awesome. interest that all of us, somewhere or the other, had was product development. We each one of us loved design and wanted to build something. So yeah, that's the uh, team. As of now, we are a team of uh, 23. Uh, we have uh, a full-time clinician also as a part of our team, and including. Uh, uh, team members with background of uh, engineering, uh, people who have shop floor skills, ITI as we call it here. Yeah. Well, what, what does product management or product development mean to you then? 
yeah so uh it's basically uh finding the fit between what exactly is required uh, by the customer being able to develop it and having a value which makes sense to that target segment so the, the the key thing is to be able to what are those one or two features which are solving that burning need of a particular customer and if you solve it it i mean the customer will take it so i think that's uh, very important and being able to identify it along the product life cycle is very important and as long as we focus on that i think uh, things will keep improving and uh, it will continue there will be a sustainability in that because mm-hmm. obviously you know you're trying to make money but you're trying to implement you know impactful products and social change at the same time that, that must be a, a different a difficult balancing act it's it's an extremely i mean that's a great question and it's it's a very difficult uh, space that i would uh, say that what we are operating uh, the, because the the challenge is not only in the product development i think a product development is more often uh, an, an in-house problem if you spend time you're able to do it our bigger challenges are like what is the present scenario of the market like if i have to characterize the assistive technology the assistive devices market in india uh, i would say that first uh, it's a donation driven market uh, as high as 90% of the products are donated which primarily means the decision metrics are very different the decision maker is different they uh, the value is okay i have x amount of money and what is the maximum number of people uh, that i can benefit out of using this x amount of money and it usually boils down to the cheapest or the lowest cost product which need not necessarily be the best or in fact at times they are damaging so uh, that so that that's the mindset i mean that's the segment of buyers that stands today second it's highly unorganized and fragmented uh, there is no existing distribution channel on which you can ride uh, there is no community of medical professionals a, a close knit place or a single channel or probably an organized channel which you can ride so at the same time users are also spread across different locations in very smaller pockets making it very difficult to reach so that's the second category it's it's unorganized and fragmented and third uh, also the paying capacity of individual users is is on a lower side uh, usually what would happen is uh, a person would have a, a a road accident or some tragedy some trauma uh, they will spend all their savings uh, in the healthcare system with the hope that things would improve and they would be able to probably walk again or do something and after they have completely spent all their savings they would realize and accept that no i need to use a wheelchair right now and by that time they would be in a very very bad state and that's when our products come in so i think these three things make it very difficult uh, uh, for us uh, also one more point the uh, awareness of the users and the medical professionals about what a quality product is and what does it really mean uh, what what value it can add in the life of a user that's also is kind of lacking so yeah these four things make the market very challenging half of our job is basically to educate all the stakeholders that this is a product this is how you should buy a wheelchair why don't you just try our product and see what it means does it make any difference and i think once they try it they see the difference so yeah what, what what's your main metric then you know when you wake up in the morning what's the, what's the first thing you you want to know or what you check 
yeah so the uh, uh, presently if you ask me uh, today morning what i did uh, the numbers that you would look at is okay how many dispatches spending uh, how many uh, uh, sales uh, booked for this month third what are the number of issues customer complaints uh, that stay uh, unsolved and the fourth metrics are the certain long term metrics which we are tracking right now or uh, the two new products that we are developing uh, at what stage are they in and the fourth uh, and the other one being uh, so th th we are looking into exports so there's a lot of regulatory work that we are uh, mm -hmm. covering so what progress have we made on that so these are the five things that uh, for the last two months and possibly for the next four or five months will be uh, in our, in our focus yeah, you mentioned you're moving to or creating a new manufacturing base in the middle of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's that going? Yeah. So how are you, uh, yeah. implement, are you going to implement like best, best practices and how, how is it all organized? Is it all like one production line then or, or what? I yeah. The operations that uh, we have been doing for the, uh, the, the last one year had been pure assembly. All that we focus on is uh, Completing uh, assembly, we, we uh, uh, each wheelchair that we assemble is very unique. Uh, so there, uh, uh, no two wheelchairs on our shop floor are same. So uh, we we uh, collect data from our customers about their health and lifestyle. Based on that, we generate a wheelchair prescription. Uh, it's generated by a clinician. It goes to the customer. They approve it, and then it comes to our shop floor, and we uh, assemble that unit. Uh, so. So the key activity that had been going in our assembly line is basically streamlining that. Like every single job order, every every single order is unique. So developing the system that uh, all the wheelchairs get assembled, every wheelchair is unique, and we are still able to do that. So that was all that was our focus in the in the last one year. Uh, what to ensure that all this activity happens? The first step is like ensuring that all the inventory, all the 200 components that go into a wheelchair, we have sufficient stock of that. Uh, Recently, we shifted to our new facility. The, the reasons over there being, uh, as we're increasing our volumes, the the quantity of inventory material that we need to carry uh, becomes more because of the varying lead times of, of our suppliers. And at times, they're quite often unreliable. You don't know. Uh, I mean, the delivery dates will usually not be. So we need to carry a buffer. So we shifted to this new place to ensure that we carry sufficient inventory so that we're able to turn around orders quickly. Second, one new step that we have taken is when we are working with close to uh, so many vendors, uh, few operations which are uh, uh, had been creating challenges for us in terms of the lead time, time they take to mm -hmm. deliver to us, also in terms of quality. So what we did is we have brought those operations in-house so that we have better control on them and they are not the... So at this new facility, increasing the inventory uh, space, bringing a lot of... Uh, uh, critical operations that they which were showstoppers in-house to ensure that we are able to run operations smoothly and at the same time uh, a more streamlined uh, method of uh, doing our assembly having a space that as we increase volumes a second assembly line can be set up so that's how uh, we, we are uh, going about it awesome stuff what, what's been the best day then so far in your career at neo motion <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, uh, I would definitely say the in, in 2017, probably when the first uh, sale happened and the first customer uh, gave us the check, I think that that's like a reality uh, check for us that yes, what all the effort, uh, what we had done. Uh, the next thing I would say is when we sold the 100th unit, that was a sense of achievement. Next, looking forward to our 1000th unit, which will 
should mostly be achieving in the next 4 to 5 months and when that unit goes then it will be really nice from there on obviously the, the new product developments all of that it 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 will go on yeah what, what what are you working on right now then Any, anything interesting I'm working on right now are uh, two products primarily in the uh, elder care segment mm-hmm. so what we have is a custom wheelchair which is uh, Uh, more likely to be used by an active person uh, a, a young uh, person in the age group of probably 20 to uh, 45 in that age group uh, what we are building right now is a motorized uh, uh, wheelchair which has all the benefits of the postural support the adjustments that there in our existing product but the you don't have to propel it with your hands but there is a motor power system which achieves it so that's one and second thing that we are working on is is as a shift and lift solution so that uh, which is primarily for a caregiver of to be able to take a person from a bed to a toilet so the entire activity of shifting and taking them from one place to another all the strain that goes on their body of a caregiver mm. is simplified and it's easy for uh, uh, the caregivers no that sounds very exciting thank you how's how's that going then have you actually designed it yet yeah so the uh, the the uh, the motorized wheelchair that uh, the first prototype is already uh, built and we are uh, doing different uh, tests on it uh, on the on the different specifications aspect of it and the, the 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 shift and the lift solutions it's more at a conceptual stage we are doing kind of a market study and understanding of what are the existing products out there why are they failing what are the issues with them and why are they not being adopted in india it's it's in that stage a huge impact on you know people people's life um, you know, how, how does that feel oh, that that's really i mean the, the best part probably about what we do uh, uh we uh, our customers keep sharing images of uh, images or videos of the tasks that they have been able to achieve and they are really really uh, inspiring the moment you see a video of a person going to a place where he or she had never gone before or uh, there are users like who uh, so few of our users are actually half marathoners uh, someone had a half marathon time of 2 hour 15 minutes and on our wheelchair it reduced to 1 hour 45 minutes i mean combined with the training but then there was close to a 25% reduction in the Uh, time and when people achieve such uh, events then it, it really uh, gives us a, a lot of excitement and each of those images that we get from our customers which they share happily i think that's uh, that's really a very uh, nice feedback for everybody it's it's a give big motivation for all of us all the work that we do what would wheelchairs look like in say like 100 years time then that's a, that's, that's a very inter- interesting question and we ourselves have been thinking about it if you, if you uh, uh, see conventionally they have been four wheels with with a with a seating system and uh, there have been developments of making them uh, self balancing with just two wheels uh, that's the future that which we have seen i think going forward the entire structure architecture of how they look like the the concept of two large wheels being propelled on your own uh, there has to be some very uh, substantial change in the fundamental architecture of the wheelchair we may not be even calling it as a wheelchair it may be it's basically a personal mobility solution and now people depend on a combination of there is a motorized wheelchair there is a uh, there is a commode or a toilet wheelchair there is a stair climbing wheelchair there's like some five six different things you need to use to be able to access everything i think that going forward that personalized mobility solution which probably addresses smartly intelligently all these things uh, would what would we see in 100 years from now <laughs> oh cool that sounds sounds exciting uh, last last few questions then what advice would you give to our first time founders 
yeah i think <clears throat> Uh, my first advice would be uh, i think persistence is very important uh, uh, committing to some fixed amount of time uh, is important like one should say that i'll give in my best for the next one year or two years or six months whatever is comfortable without asking any question and just reflect at the end of that period okay now where am i and uh, should i still continue does this still make sense to me i think that's first second thing i would say is uh, you need to constantly keep your ears and eyes open uh, observing what's happening out there how things are changing and uh, not get stuck to your idea uh, i mean the, the obviously the roots of the idea what we are working on has to be within us but uh, if, if a customer gives a feedback just taking a step back and looking at it very objectively that what they're saying is it does it really make sense and if it makes sense then probably we should be willing to do a course correction and change things as we look so these are the two things if you're able to do the rest of the things should follow good advice that in terms of because obviously your background is product design product development um what about those people who want to get into those kind of industries because obviously you went to IIT Madras, but not obviously yeah. not, not everyone can get into that one. What about what about some advice? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, 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 product design, if I mean, specifically if it's uh, it's uh, uh, if we're talking about uh, hardware design, uh, I think like, like any other product development, I think a quick iteration is always important, and the number of iterations that we do, uh, the faster we'll be able to uh, make progress because everything that's there in the air, it like discussions can happen, but a real feedback, a real discussion only happens when we build something and then we take it to a user and then they they give a feedback and how it 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 can be done in an extremely frugal and a rudimentary way just focus on the basics uh, do quick iterations and the number of iterations that you do i think we'll be able to get to our product architecture very quickly and the faster we reach there better it is so when you do the iterations is it just a case of learning what customers think then is that is that the main metric from from doing these sort of mvp type prototypes it's taking the customer uh, closer to a, a real product like the, the the product offering the value op- the, the value proposition that we have making them uh, visualize it uh, feel it experience it in a in a more closer closer to the uh, ideal product that we have what what often happens is like we think that maybe these 10 features are important uh, but then when we build it and take it to the customer we find that not of these 10 features these five features can actually be removed and maybe one feature can, can be added which would supersede which will be more important the than all the other five features that we already have and because it's it's kind of overwhelming like when we see it, we can do this we can do that we can do this but then finally when we make it and we see and that takes us a, a closer to the ideal product that uh, is is out there and we also discover uh, i mean probably when uh, uh, just giving an example when we started we didn't think of that we need a light or a horn or a suspension only when we built it those questions came in and when those questions came the entire design has to change in a way to accommodate all the all of them and they also add some additional constraints so it it helps put all the pieces together and once we know all the pieces together then we can go back to our drawing board sit side and do apply the proper thorough engineering concepts to integrate all of them but reaching that stage where we know okay these are all the things that are required these are the important things and these are not the important things how quickly we reach there will only happen when we interact with customers 
multiple times with all the features that that we want to have uh, can you recommend any books or blogs or anything that helps you on your on your business uh, so uh, i think in, in the in the initial days i used to take uh, courses on uh, coursera and a lot of uh, books uh, that i have read like probably uh, uh, lean startup peter thiel blogs and uh, y combinator uh, different stories uh, that are uh, there out there so uh, i think uh, maybe then uh, biography of richard branson M- multiple such things uh, uh, we would have read finally you you get a flavor of all the elements that there and i think i, I would definitely i mean uh, after having said all of it i think the one element which i would definitely repeat is uh, i think warren buffett has a statement that it's a, a startup is a very systematic way of risk uh, minimization i think uh, that has really helped uh, in so you always find out okay what is the next biggest risk and uh, you, you just tackle that at least in the formative years like once we are confident then we can take bold decisions we can take larger steps but uh, finding okay this is the most important this is the highest risk that we carry uh, like in the initial stages of product development we need not worry a lot about the business the model how it will go about it what is that single problem that we need to solve and can we build it so finding those answers would be helpful have you had to deal with negative feedback you know people who said look well, don't build this you know we've, we've already got a wheelchair you know it works fine no problems <laughs> you, you you'll have lots of people who will have there will be a lot of uh, negative feedback i think uh, it it will be uh, there uh, so that's where we have to just take a step back so we we take the positive feedback also objectively and the negative feedback also objectively it's like yeah, i mean that is his feedback to give does it really uh, affect does not affect it in any way it just stays as a feedback and we keep a note of it and it just say we we'll, we will not act on this right now because we feel that the the path or the decision that we have chosen is all right and it would, it still makes sense so so yeah at, at times uh, i think uh, uh, there is a very <clears throat> uh, nice concept that uh, uh there's a six thinking hats when we say like when everybody sits in a room you allow everyone i mean there is an idea there is a concept that we have done uh, let everybody say positive about it and we list the positive let everybody say negative about it and we list let's everybody think what else we can do we can think so if we if we put all of them uh, together at one place on on a whiteboard and just step back and just look at it and look at it as our pros cons uh, then we don't get attached to it and then we can take decisions objective Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds very objective there. And is, is anyone helped you on your journey? Any mentors? Anyone give you some first-class advice? Yeah, yeah. We have had uh, we have had the uh, opportunity to have feedback from mentors across uh, different fields. Uh, the uh, all the uh, alma mater alumnus alumni from uh, IIT Madras and I am Bangalore. Who I mean, who have some of whom have. been uh, industry leaders in their segments in field of production manufacturing design development uh, sales marketing so at different stages we have interacted with lots of uh, people and uh, <clears throat> obviously we will not be able to implement all the suggestions and ideas that they have given but they definitely uh, help us increase our uh, understanding and horizon because at this point of time i'm only limited by what i can think of and by interacting with mentors they expose us to so much more uh, which may not be relevant right now but only once we know about it right now we'll be aware of it and maybe sometime we will know okay 
hey, this person had said so it is important and we cannot ignore it. these interactions help in making us aware of all that lies ahead and help us take better decisions what, what's the so what's like the main thing you want people to know about what you're building what, what we are building are uh, our products which should make wheelchair users truly live independently and a healthy life and what we are beginning are just two products which 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 affect a small aspect uh, going forward uh, it will be a, a range of products which should enable wheelchair users to truly live life to the fullest uh, so last question then for people who want more information on neomotion uh, what must they do so yeah, people can uh, uh, to know uh, more about Neomotion. Yeah, they can. Uh, they're free to uh, visit our website to know more about the products, and they can uh, write to us at uh, info i n f o at neomotion n e o m o t i o n dot co dot in. Swastik, uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Neil. Thank you so much uh, for having me here. Thank you for all the questions. It was uh, really a pleasure uh, sharing all of those. And thanks for reminding me of, of my old days, of all the journey that we have done in the last uh, five years. Thank you. No problems. I wish you all the best. Cheers, buddy. Thank you now. That's too swastic for coming on the show today. Uh, for more information, go to neomotion.in. Uh, check out the wheelchairs and uh, that's the end of the show uh, I, sh- I shall be back next week so thank you for listening and supporting the podcast uh, if you're building something exciting please send me an email hello at neilpatel.co or you can tweet at Indian Startup SH or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show I thank you and a goodbye